Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's up, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we are here to recap some Auburn Tigers baseball. We're going to go over games one and games two, headed to a game three tomorrow night in Corvallis, Oregon, with the Oregon State Beavers. A tough loss that just occurred for the Auburn Tigers, four to three in game two. Uh, tomorrow, it's all on the line. Win or go home. If you win, you go to Omaha. If you lose, yeah, you hit the house, season over. So, you know, a lot on the line. We're going to see what we're made of. It was a, an extremely tough loss tonight, and I will I will get right to that, and I will go over a little bit about game one and just how good the bullpen was and, and give a, just a quick touch-up of my thoughts on that one. So, with that being said, we're going to kick it over here to Belly Up Sports, and then we're going to jump right into it. So, here we go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up? What's happening, everybody? And welcome back in, man. Look, Auburn's in a dogfight. They're on the road, and they're in a dogfight. You know, uh, Saturday night, they play game one, man. Sonny DeShera comes up in the first inning, and, and we're hopping right into this thing, and he hits a nuke, two-run nuke. Auburn goes up two to nothing. You're feeling really good. Like, hey, this is exactly the start that we wanted, right? So we come into the bottom of the first. Trace Bright gets the ball. Oregon State absolutely shells him, okay? He couldn't throw a strike. He was just all over the place, no command. Uh, and then, you know, the one time he did leave something over the plate, uh, the Forrester kid, the three-hole for Oregon State, man, hit an absolute tank. 
So they jump up three to two. They end up scoring another run, just you know, off of walks and and getting a hit, and just it was it was a rough inning for Trace Bright. He didn't even make it out of the first. It it was tough. And then you know we bring in Armstrong. He goes an inning and he gets out of the jam and everything. And and you're down four to two. And then you come in in the second. And doing what championship teams do, you battle back. Nate LaRue with a big hit. Uh, BMO comes around to score. And then you got um, Mikey Bello. He hits a ground ball to shortstop. And Kaysen Howell comes in to tie the game up. That makes it 4-4. Four to four. And then you're just really hoping that you can get somebody out of this bullpen to eat up some innings, you know. And you, and you turn to... You turn to Tommy Sheehan, and he gives you three and a third, man. He gives you three and a third of two-hit baseball, one walk, and three Ks. Uh, it was an absolutely incredible performance, man. Tommy Sheehan was on his shit. Uh, he was dominant, and just they had trouble with that lefty on lefty. You know, they're, they they got like four or five lefties in their lineup, and Sheehan was just shoving. They couldn't hit him. Uh, and Auburn, Auburn comes in in the third. Uh, Cole Foster, he finds his way on, and BMO hits a sack fly, uh, I believe out in the right field, and, and Cole comes in to score. Auburn goes up one, and then you, you go into the fifth, man, and and Bobby Pierce, this is an absolute nuke, a bomb, a bomb over the left field wall, and uh, that puts you up six to four, and then, you know, like I said, man, like I said, Sheehan was dominant. He gave you three and a third, and then you go to Carson Skipper. All right, Carson Skipper, he gave you three innings of no-hit ball, no earned runs, one walk, and five Ks. All right, was filthy. The slider, unhittable last night, unhittable Saturday night. It was filthy. They couldn't touch him. Like I said, that left on left, they struggled with him all night. Struggled with him all night, and then – uh, you go into the eighth for Auburn and Cole Foster. He grounds out into a double play. Auburn had the bases loaded, and they get one run there. They had bases loaded, no outs, and uh, Cole grounds into a double play. And they push a run across. That makes it 7-4. to four. Then Auburn, they they pull they pull Carson Skipper, and they go to Blake Burkhalter, their closer. You always you know trust your closer. I get it. I understand it. Uh, but things got a little hairy. Um, they end up doubling over Bellow's head. Dude hits an absolute laser. The Melton kid from the left side just hits an, hits an absolute peel over Bellow's head. He can't track it down. Bounces off the wall. He hits a double there. It's 7-5. to five. Time run at the plate. And uh, Burke Halter finds a way to get out of it. So, Auburn gets the 7-5 to five victory. They're rolling, man. We're excited about, about uh, game two. We're pumped up, man. You know, we got Gonzo on the mound. Uh, their their starter was scratched from game one. Uh, the the Jerpy kid. They said that he had some kind of illness or rash or something, whatever. It was undisclosed. They weren't going to let us know. I think that's a crock of shit. I don't believe it um, because the way he pitched tonight, absolute domination. All right. I just sorry. You know, I watched the 2019 Nationals go on their little World Series run, and and they come out and said in Game Five, you know, that Max Scherzer had um, a neck issue, and and 
um, he he you know he was scratched and he wasn't pitching. And then they go to Strasburg for Game Six, and then what do you know? Max Scherzer comes out for Game Seven, and that's the way it goes down, right? So I think Oregon State just said, "Hey, let's try to win this first game," and then we got Jerpy coming back from Game Two, and that's how we're going to run this thing. And they didn't win Game One, so here comes Jerpy for Game Two. He's your fallback guy. Uh, you can push it to a 1-1 series and go to a winner-take-all game three on Monday, right? 100% I think that's what happened. I don't think he had an illness. I think they were looking at that Gonzo matchup, and they were just going to roll with that, and that's what they did, and obviously it worked out. Auburn loses a tough one, 4-3. to three. Just, man, one thing that sticks out in the game, we'll get to it. It was, it was tough, man. It was, it was – a tough pill to swallow, as I just put on Twitter. Um, Auburn just didn't hit the baseball, honestly. They didn't hit the baseball. They had a couple errors that, that cost them. They had two errors that really cost them the game, man. Two errors that really cost them the game. And even though Auburn played like absolute uh, shit, to be honest, you know, I'm just not – I'm not the type of guy to get on here and just uh, sugarcoat things. Look, Auburn played like shit, let's be honest. They played like shit tonight, and they still almost won the game. They had two big errors that cost them, okay? Um, they lose a 4-3 to three game. Lose a 4-3 to three game. But Jerpy, hats off to him, man. He was freaking dominant. He was dominant. He went five and two-thirds, uh, three-hit ball. Gave up three earned runs, two walks, six Ks. Uh, he threw 88 pitches. The trainer ended up having to come out and get him. Don't know what happened, but uh, the the Farrier kid, he come in, and he was lights out as well, man. He three and a third, and uh, he gave up two hits, no walks, and three Ks. And had a, had a big K on Sonny D in the eighth inning. Got pumped up, hit the chest a couple times, and, and he was rolling. He was rolling, and you know one thing I want to say about this Oregon State team, man, is is their their leadoff guy, their leadoff guy, the Boyd kid, number four. That dude is a tough out. All right, he is one of the best leadoff hitters in the country. Dude's an animal. He's an animal. Every at bat, man, he's taking six, seven, eight pitch at bats. He's getting hits. He went three for five tonight. All right, it's not a sexy three for five. It's not a sexy three for five. But the dude finds ways on base, all right? He's got eight bombs on the year. Does he have blistering power? No. But he hits the ball. He gets on base. He's a freaking stud, man. He's he's one of the toughest outs in the country. Your freaking leadoff hitters hitting 369. Oregon State, they're better. They're, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I predicted a sweep, but Oregon State's – better than what I expected. Um, And, look, I know when you hear that, you're like, man, they're the number three overall seed in the country. I get it. I went with the sweep because Auburn was hot. They had the regional where they were just 51 runs in three games. And I watched an Oregon State team almost lose to New Mexico State. And then the Vandy game, they really didn't impress me. They didn't show me, you know, a whole lot. I said, hey, this is a team that Auburn can beat 100%. You know, uh, this is a team that Auburn could sweep. And 
you know, like I said, hats off to the Jerpy kid, man. He he shoved it all. He shoved it up Auburn's tail for real. Uh, both of them did, honestly. Uh, but you know, it was a quiet game the first three innings. Nothing really going down. Gonzo and Jerpy looked really good. And then in the fourth, man, Gonzo he made uh, two mistakes. He gave up a, a solo to to Melton. He gave that one up to to dead center field. And then uh, Bazana he come up the same inning. And, and he soloed out to right. So it was two to nothing in the top of the fourth. And then I loved what Auburn did right here in the bottom of the fourth. Auburn comes in doing what championship teams do, right? Cole Foster, um, he, he comes in on a wild pitch, makes it two to one. And then Brody Moore clutches up, man, gets a, gets a big base knock. Brooks Carlson with a big hit in that inning to, to come around and score. He caught every bit of that baseball and just hit it to the deepest part of the field off the top of the wall. Would have loved to see that one go out. But Brody Moore, being a, a big clutch senior at shortstop, man, uh, comes in and, and and gets one off the fist and muscles it up out in the center field. Their center field comes crashing in. He lays out. He can't make the grab. And Brooks comes in to score to tie the game. Auburn, you know, you felt that Momo go back to Auburn a little bit right there. And, and you're sitting here thinking, hey, you love to see it. You're on the road, 2-2 game. You struck back. As soon as they struck, you come in in the same inning and struck back. And then uh, in the fifth, man, in the fifth, this is where I um, – one of the errors that, that cost Auburn the game. One of the errors cost Auburn the game. The Boyd guy, you know, like we were saying – they laid down a bunt, man. They laid down a bunt, and Gonzo tried to make a play, and he just throws it away uh, down the right field line. They come around to score on it, make it three to two, and uh, I felt like Gonzo should have ate the baseball. I felt like he should have ate it. He wasn't going to throw him out, in my opinion. It, it, look, it would have been bang bang, but I felt like he should have ate the baseball there, and he throws it out into right field and Oregon State capitalizes and they come around to score to make it three to two. And then uh in the sixth, man, in the sixth, you had Chase Alsop come in and they get a runner on first, Oregon State, and they take off and Chase Alsop steps off the back of the mound, right? And just look I, the throw, man. Come on, dog. Come on. Can't happen, man. I mean, you you threw this ball five feet behind Brody Moore and into the ground. Into the ground. Like, throws the ball out in the center field. There's two outs. It was a two-out walk, by the way. I, I completely forgot to mention that. It was a two-out walk. And then this happens, and, and you get it. You, you got him picked off. He's out. Plain as day, he's out. All you have to do is just give a nice feed to BMO at 2B, and he's out. You're out of the inning. Instead, we throw it out in the center field. Guy goes to third. Next guy comes up and hits a freaking piss missile into the left center gap. And Oregon State goes up 4-2. to two. Tough, man. And in the bottom of the sixth, Auburn comes up. Oh, man. And uh, Bobby Pierce scores. Uh, it was a wild pitch. And Auburn gets two runs on, on wild pitches tonight. So, you know, like I said, we just didn't hit. 
we didn't hit. And right there, when Auburn, when Auburn go, you know, when they when they bounce back right there to make it a four to three game, I said I was on the YouTube live in there, and I said, hey, is is one run right here really going to keep us down like this? Like I just don't think, you know, I don't think that uh, we're going to go the seventh, eighth, and ninth and not score a run. Well, boy, was I wrong, right? And, you know, earlier in the YouTube live broadcast, I said I feel like this game is the first one to four. And, uh, and hey, that's what it was. I, I told my brother, I said, I feel like this game is the first one to score four runs. And if you get to five, you're a lock. If you get to five, you're a lock. And we just didn't hit. We didn't hit. We didn't hit. Sonny D, 0 for 4. Blake Rambush, 0 for 4. Bobby Pierce, 0 for 3 with a walk. Kaysen Howe, 0 for 3. Not going to get on Mikey Bello too much. He's the nine hole. I'm not expecting you to go 3 for 4, 3 for 3, whatever, man. Um, and and he still finds ways on, on to get on base. So he had a walk tonight. And uh, now it all comes down to game three. It all comes down to game three. You need Mason Barnett to come out and have the performance of his life. Whatever he was doing last week against UCLA, that's what we need this week. That's what we need tomorrow night. If you want to go to Omaha, that's what you got to have. You got to have got to have Barney come out and have have the performance of his life. Got to have the performance of his life. So, um, at least, you know, I don't know, you know, with the five and two-thirds and them pulling Jerpy, were they were they hoping to, to somehow, you know, him, was he hurt? Were, are they trying to, like, maybe get an inning out of him tomorrow or something? Like, I just, when the trainer come out, like, I just don't know. What was going on there? I don't expect to see him tomorrow at any point. But, hell, this is college baseball. I watched a dude the other night throw like 127 pitches. So, you know, who knows? Um, mm, tough, man. It's it's. Damn, that was a tough one. To, mm, that was a tough one to lose, man. It was a tough one to lose. Two errors. That's what sticks out to me. Two errors. And not hitting the baseball. We just didn't hit. We didn't have clutch hitting. Had some terrible ABs, too. I want to mark that down. We had some flat-out awful at-bats. They were terrible. Case and Howe had one of the ugliest at-bats I've seen all year. So, it, it was tough. It's a tough one to lose. I don't know how we're going to bounce back tomorrow. Um... You know, I think this Auburn team has uh, they they faced adversity. You know, they faced adversity. I'm not really worried about them. I just hate that it's it's on the road now in a deciding game three. That's always so tough, man. It's it's so tough. You just you got to hit tomorrow. You got to hit. You can't have Blake Rambush 0 for four. Sonny D 0 for four. You can't have that. Cole Foster's got to be better than one for four, because I can tell you what Oregon State's top half of their lineup, they they swing it and they swing it with a purpose. They swing it 
they swing it. Uh, Boyd, 369. Meckler, 350. Forrester, 333. Melton, 358. Bazana, 311. Logan, 285. Their catcher's hitting 285. Um, so, got to bounce back. It's going to be... It's going to be something to watch. It's going to be something to watch. Hopefully, we uh, we can get, you know, maybe a little earlier game time. I, I just I hope and pray that these 9 o'clock games, man, it is, they are absolutely killing me. I'm here at 12.19 a.m. in Mobile, Alabama, and this is ridiculous. These West Coast games are rough. But one thing I, I do want to talk about before we get out of here, man, Look, I, I do want to bring this up, and, and don't take it as me, you know, bitching about uh, umpires or whatever, but the guy that was behind the plate in game one Saturday night for the for the Auburn-Oregon State game, that's absolutely pitiful. That's pathetic, all right? That guy should be in Little League. He's terrible. It was inconsistent all night. It... In my opinion, it didn't favor either team. It, it it was it was horrible, both ways, just absolutely terrible. The guy tonight, a little better, still had some questionable questionable balls and strike calls, but he was better. All right, but that guy Saturday night, man, this is this is we're down to the nitty gritty, dog. Like. This is for a chance to go to Omaha, and you're just flat out piss poor, like terrible. I mean, their pitcher bounced off the mound at Bobby Pierce, and I don't think. Look, Buddy better pipe down because Bobby Pierce will whip his ass. But, um, I don't think he was kind of meaning it towards Bobby Pierce. I think he was meaning it more towards, hey, I struck you out three times because he's terrible behind the plate. He's awful. And that's kind of that's kind of how I took that whole situation. Is Look, I know he was fired up and everything, but the guy behind the plate was causing all of this because he was just that bad. He was terrible. I mean, I know teenagers that can do a better job than that. And – we got to get better, man. We have to get better. The the seasons come to an end because of this crap. And that's the best you can give me? That's the best you can give me. Unacceptable. Unacceptable from the NCAA. Unacceptable. I I I can't I can't preach it enough. That's unacceptable. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. But you know, the last thing I, I really want to talk about, and, and this is away from the baseball side of things. I know we just did the quick recap of, of the Saturday night game and the Sunday night game, but, man, let's talk about this ESPN camera crew, all right? Once again, all right, I know this has no outcome on the game, but, man, this has been dog shit, like absolute terrible, pathetic camera angles, horrible absolutely horrible these cats are terrible at what they do they're not good at their job I mean I hate for something to go to a replay have a tough time getting a great shot of that 
because these cats, they ain't getting it done. Look, man, when somebody hits when somebody hits a freaking seed, I want to follow it. All right, I don't want to watch the batter trot down the line, and you know him just know he's got a blooping single, and me just watching him trot to first base. No, I want to see where the ball goes, bro. They're lost. They're lost. And then you always you got technical difficulties. Oh, sorry, man. It's the eighth inning. All right, you shouldn't. The game's got to be on the TV. All right, the game's got to be on the TV. I don't want to hear no damn technical difficulties. I want the game on the on the TV. I want you to give me good camera angles. I want to see the ball travel. I want to see the outfields work towards the baseball. I want to see the infielders make their plays, fill their holes, backhands, you know, getting around the baseball. I want to see all that. I don't want to see a dude busting it down the first baseline trying to beat out a ground ball and him being out by a mile. That's not what I want to see. It's been terrible, terrible. If that's the best you got, hey, I'll learn how to do it. And I'll bust my ass to get pretty damn good at it. (laughs) I can tell you that because... This trip up to Corvallis, man, I mean, that's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Between the ump behind the plate Saturday night, this guy Sunday night, I mean, he was better, but not by much. Um, and then, and then you know, your camera crew, just piss poor, man. Give me some better shots tomorrow night. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but with that being said, man, going to hop off here. Um, Mason Barnett, you got the ball tomorrow night, big dog. It, it's all in your hands, and we're gonna fight tooth and nail, and and uh, hopefully the the cookie crumbles in our way. So, like I said, hopping off here. Quick recap of game one and game two, and we'll be back for a game three tomorrow night. So, War Damn Eagle, and I'm out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.